So basically what you're saying then is, Ben, and by the way, good to see you again. Glad yes. to, really happy to see you. And we started talking about it, and the frame that I use is the expression, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it, exactly it. So yeah, as I was saying, sometimes I very skillfully apply Anapanasati, and, you know, I notice that my mind goes to a thought about having anxiety or something like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm immediately like, oh, hey, 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 I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. And then, boom, it's gone. And I crack on with whatever it is that I was doing. But then other times, it's five, ten minutes maybe before I realize that this unwholesome thought has been there present mm -hmm. piecing me up right. a bit it, and it, then it I, slipped in it slipped in and it's doing what it does you and you yeah paying attention and i uh -huh. wasn't paying attention and then i'm like wait wait a minute what what are you doing here and and it leaves but it's kind of like the damage has been done a little bit exactly that when we have those unwholesome thoughts you could say that it uh every thought changes the body chemistry a little bit as if it were leaking something like adrenaline. Yes. So every unwholesome thought is another drop of adrenaline going right into the blood system until all of a sudden we feel fight or flight in the body, but we haven't had any fight or flight thoughts exactly. They weren't at that level, but mm. it built up to that. Okay. Exactly. And then... And at, and at other times you can, in fact, catch that stuff as it starts off mm -hmm, and put a stop mm -hmm. to it early. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Well, congratulations. You are figuring out that you're human. <laughs> this is exactly what happens. Sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't, mm. which means sometimes um, right effort is actually quite easy. And sometimes it takes a lot of effort in the name effort partly because that dreppy faucet or whatever has already now gotten so much of it in the bucket that it's a heavy heavy lift very where heavy if you only got a couple of drops in it then it's easy to pick it up and and throw it out yeah. this is exactly how uh the mind works and when we realize that it works like that that is what helps us to redouble our um looking for the right word the word is enthusiasm mm. let us build up our enthusiasm which means we're going to be uh kind of alert to the fact that there are times a day when mm. i am not sharp mm. Mm. okay there are times a day when it's really really beautiful i mean i to be honest with you and this has been known for so many centuries that taking a dump is really pleasant if you have it as meditation i mean just emptying things out and just letting it go oh what a relief it is yes yes it is it can be a very beautiful experience for sure yeah so allow those moments to be there so and that uh, you're now kind of on guard enthusiastically on guard to find out what parts of the day
Hmm. Make life really easy. And what parts of the day do I give myself a hard time on? But in fact, we had begun to mention that in the sense of the evening time in our society, all the stores are closed, all the banks are closed, all the businesses are closed, and all the business that we think to be done at night, we can't do it because the stores are closed. Mm-hmm. So we're all dressed up mentally and no place to go. That yeah. leaves us with that anxiety. Yeah. And Okay. And as you're trying, as, as, as it's evening time and there's less stimulation or distractions, I suppose. It... It's also a more dangerous time of day. That's when the predators are out. Very true. Very true. Or they're dying out at the evenings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sharks prowling the reef. Lions prowling the savannah. You get exactly. You get big here, scary and here animals. Oh, our own gorillas in the mind are out on prowl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? And so the the evening time is a time to be careful. Yes, yes, and, and it's, so it's it's definitely a time of day where I find myself slipping, for sure. Yeah, it did. For for a good few years now that I've been battling with this. Anxiety and whatnot, it's always been the nighttime, the evening time where I suppose problems have occurred and you know feelings have become more intense and whatnot. There's another point that we can look at also, which has some value, and that is is that if we wake up in the morning and are up all day, then by the time the evening comes, the body and the mind are tired. Mm. Mm. And when the mind is tired, That is the time when, um, let us say, the hindrances have the most opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Buddha refers to it, uh, the translation at least, is adventious defilements, in the sense that the defilements only come when they have an advantage to do so. Cowards. (laughs) They don't fight on (laughs) even... They don't fight on even footing. They need the advantage. Come on, come at me like a man. Mono a mono. Not when I'm tired. Come on. I guess what? <laughs> the playing field is not level. Mm, mm-hmm. But it's not always slanted in the same direction. It's kind of like the foundation of everything is a teeter totter. Everything is in flux. Everything exactly. That's what things are like. So beginning to notice that in the mind also, the mind is sometimes up and sometimes down, sometimes it's sharp, sometimes it's not, but always we're going to start watching. Hmm. Well, when is the time of day or what are the, uh, the triggers? What are the buttons? When are they open? When are they exposed? What are the things that we're most sensitive to? Hmm. Who do you identify with? And if somebody identifies you with that, even if it's only a slightly that way, let us say that you were all a professional football player. Mm-hmm. And then you're watching TV and one of the announcers is talking about, oh, football has got a scandal. And now we feel bad. We are football, you see. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so by our identifications, we actually pick up extra buttons to be pushed that we need not. Mm, mm. So 
now that you've got this collection of buttons, whatever it is, start to become mindful of when your buttons get pushed. Mm. So that you might want to give some of those buttons away. <laughs> okay. Like I like Ike. <laughs> you can throw that one out. <laughs> Political buttons and identifications like that is very interesting that if you identify with a political party, mm-hmm. then when that political party has a good day, you have a good day. And when that political party has a bad day, on account of it, you have a bad day. That's very And guess true. what? For a big political party, especially on voting day, is always a mixed bag, which means you're almost always guaranteed that your life is at best a mixed bag. <laughs> at best. At best a mixed bag. When I identify with things that are a mixed bag. Mm. Mm. And when I and tell me something that I can identify with, this is not a mixed bag, and we can go for that. Mm. Something like a noble mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But things like a religion or a political party or a particular nation mm. is always a mixed bag. Goodness, I do not identify with the UK. If the UK is having a bad day, I do not care. If the UK is having a good day, I do not care. (laughs) Not my my business. It's really not. It's really not. No, I do not care for the UK. (laughs) Okay, this is actually the teaching of the Buddha to not identify with that. In fact, one of the statements about it is, is to lower the banners. Okay. There's, in okay. fact, four of them. I'll go ahead and give you all four, because this is very interesting when you're talking about this. Mm-hmm. One of them is, is that we fill in the trench, or we fill in the moat. Right. In other words, our outer boundaries, our territorial boundaries, we no longer care about so much. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is, is that we put down the cross. In this case, we're talking about a sword with a hilt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, we're we're putting down the crossbow, we're putting down the sword, we're putting down weapons. Okay. Why? Because we feel safe. Yes. We're taking down the boundaries, okay? Uh, the next one is to take down the banners, the one that we just started mentioning first. Mm-hmm. Don't identify with anything. Basically, if that organization has an ID, a logo, a mascot, uh, an avatar, it's to be avoided. If they've got a flag, if they've got a symbol of uh, an elephant that's got red, white, and blue, or if they've got a picture of a donkey as a symbol of with the donkey that's red, white, and blue, that's a good guarantee. That symbol is enough to say that's that's at best a mixed bag of <laughs> <laughs> and something that you should definitely stay away from mm-hmm. so stay away from political affiliation stay away from countries because countries have flags anything that's got a banner mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. that's got a logo any organization like uh, microsoft and on your computer there they are that window the Microsoft yes. window, right? <laughs> yep, Have you ever yep. noticed how wampy jawed and difficult it is to see through that window? I'm <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> sorry yes. about that, Microsoft. No, <laughs> it's, it's very true. It's very true. Bill Gates and, could have done a better job. 
And so in that regard, even Microsoft with their logo, that makes it mixed bag. Mm-hmm. And so we're beginning to put down all the mixed bags, all the wins and losers. I mean, that's the whole point about having a banner mm-hmm. is so that you know who won and who lost. Well, if you're out of the game, out of the business, then we don't care who won or lost. We can set down the banners. We don't care about them. Mm, don't care. Yeah. And then the last one of the four is to unbolt the door. Okay. Uh, that we we try to close things off. We try mm. to keep the world out. We try to maintain safety. But if you already feel safe, then you could feel safe with your door unlocked. That, mm. that if death is coming, it's going to come through the door, whether the door is locked or not. It doesn't care if the door's bolted. It's just going to go woo straight through. <laughs> but in a way, we can think of this one is also opening the heart. Yeah. If you if you keep it closed and you force it closed and you cause yourself a lot of unnecessary tension, mm-hmm. so by letting it be open, then you release a lot of that tension. Exactly. So the openness means already that you've gotten to your point where you are free from fear, that you feel secure. Mm-hmm. That you up to leave the door open at night. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my problem especially at night time because it's happened to me so many times at night time when night time comes up I'm like bolt the door draw your swords let's go what are we on lookout for but then there's a subtle to be on lookout for there's nothing there and I just left with a feeling of of tension I'm ready to to you know mess something up but there's nothing to mess up and i'm just left feeling hyper aware vigilant tense and well, stuff congratulations like that. now you know that now that you know that you could be on guard for it you could say 4 p.m ah warfare in two hours Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the gorillas are coming in an hour and a half you know <laughs> and you can start to laugh at yourself about the fact that you know we get ourselves into these things and there are clues throughout the day and other things mm-hmm. i found that one of my clues was driving I could be absolutely beautiful, relaxed, get behind the wheel of the car, and the whole island better watch out. (laughs) (laughs) You better watch what's coming. But by being mindful of that, you can see through it, especially Mm -hmm. if uh, I going to go pick up someone at the point or I've got a um, uh, an appointment or something. That's when it really comes up, that anxiety. So mm. these are the kinds of things that we can begin to look at is what are the triggers? Mm. What triggers the anxiety? You begin to get one of them is evening time for you. Yeah. Other pe- this is in fact why the, uh, uh, the psychologist or more this is the psychiatric kind of thing mm-hmm. is dealing with phobias and Exposure. they give these things okay going out yeah. going out and getting exposed is dangerous mm. 
which means that going out is pushing people's buttons. So being exposed in an open area where the birds or the bees can attack, mm. that's a dangerous situation. And so people get that right. Other people, because a dog jumped on them when they're a kid, and now they hate dogs or they're afraid mm-hmm. of dogs. And guess who's the dog going to bark at? The ones who are afraid of them. Yep, they can smell it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so in that regard, we actually make the things that we're a danger. We create our own dangerous situations. We invite the danger to exist because we feel the danger and think about the danger out of old habits. Yeah. That you could have felt like you were in danger at some time in the evening. One of those things that happens to kids is kids have got to go sleep in another room. The Mm. Thai kids actually uh, even... Kitty right now at the age of nine still sleeps in the same room with us. Oh. And sometimes in the same bed. And sometimes mm. she and mom are in the same bed and I'm in a bed by myself. But in the West, oh no, two different rooms. Kid, you go to your room. Mom yeah. and dad have got business. <laughs> okay, and what does the kid think about then? Oh, dangerous business. Oh. <laughs> and not only that, but they left a bear under my bed and there's a gorilla in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mommy. Okay. <laughs> but if but if the child is left in a secure place at night, then they were unlikely to have that kind of fear. Also, in our society, unlike in the really old days, you see, we in the old days, we lived by nature. Mm. But now we have electric lights to keep us warm. Yeah, very okay. true. We turn the lights on when we feel in danger. But in fact, people will turn the lights on when they hear a noise so that they can see what's going on. Where in the old days... We would listen very carefully to things that go bump in the night because mm-hmm. we weren't so afraid because we're out there in the night and things go bump all the time. And here we are and we're still alive. But Westerners with electricity, things go bump in the night and they <laughs> they go bump in the brain. They go too. bump in the brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there's fears about the night or there's fears mm-hmm. about going out. And so fears of snakes and fears of spiders and all of that kind of stuff is literally learned behavior. An example of that is uh, eagles are not afraid of rattlesnakes. When the eagle sees rattlesnake, he sees dinner. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But uh, uh, a teenage kid out on the trail sees a rattlesnake and he gets petrified with fear. It's a venomous snake. Oh no, it's going to kill me. All his life about how dangerous they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, danger then, many of the things that are dangerous, is actually learned behavior. Almost always, it's learned secondarily in the sense that, oh, I know snakes are dangerous because I've been told they're dangerous my whole life. And I'm at least smart enough now to go test, to not go test that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And by the way, this kind of thing exactly happened to me, and it happened in the case that I uh, one summer while I was in high school, I worked for the Highway State Department. Mm-hmm. And what we did was 
we went out and gathered sand soil, uh, samples so that we could dig up the sand and make and use local sand rather than have to have it imported in. Ah. Ah, guess what? Lots of snakes. Snakes, exactly. <laughs> Lots of copperheads and uh, water mosquitoes and uh, rattlesnakes are in the swamps of South Carolina. This is in the PD swamps of South Carolina, and we're uh, in there looking for sand, and all we're finding are beaver dams loaded down cool. with snakes. That's pretty cool, though, I've got to say. That, well, that the guys very... that I worked with were cool with that. They loved it. At one point, I remember standing on a dirt road while this guy runs off into the uh, uh, off the road into the thing, and the next thing I know, I see this giant snake flying through the air onto the road, <laughs> with him immediately coming chasing it after, and 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 wants to stand. He's got a bush axe in his hand. He could have killed that snake at any time, but he didn't want to kill it because he didn't want to cut the skin. Because he wanted the belt. And this one was a big enough for a nice belt with maybe a hat band left over. Wow. And these a are the guys boy. that I was with. And that's how I learned about snakes. That there's no, you can pick up a live rattlesnake. You can just pick him up. You got to yeah. hold him right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you can do it. You can do but it. You, can do, you it. can do it very safely. And so you know then that these things are safe. But the average person who has never had any experience with it, they freak out. So here you are having it being in the habit of freaking out about the night when you have had, what, 10,000 nights so far that have not been freak out worthy. Yeah, yeah. When, when I run, I, that's, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. It is very much learned behavior from a handful of experiences weighed against literally what am I on 24 literally like 6,000 days 6,000 nights of complete fine great night's sleep you know no problems getting to sleep and and yet the waking up are there those yeah. old buttons are still there. This, in fact, these buttons is what defines now, and they understand post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm. Or these buttons are left around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And things that freaked us out when we were in battle or freaked us out when we were in a battle with a parent when we were three years old, and believe me, that's a battle for a three-year-old is dealing with an adult. <laughs> <laughs> And we get traumatized. Yeah. Which means we keep those old defenses when the defenses are not needed anymore. We keep these old tripwires out in the yard mm. and they get hit randomly. And so, what we, the psychiatrist or psychologist will call these false positives that our fear mechanism, our um, self preservation instinct, has these set of buttons that are no longer useful. And yeah. when those buttons are touched, the self-preservation instinct starts talking. And normally what he has to say is, oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Panic mode time. Yeah. When in fact there's nothing to be panicked over that's present in this moment. That what was to be panicked over was to be panicked over 20 years ago. 
Yeah. But the button is still there. Button is still there. Mm-hmm. Or the button should have been left in Afghanistan, but the soldier carried it with him. Yeah. Or he should have left it in Vietnam, but he took it with him. And he Brought keeps it back home. Because those buttons kept him alive in dangerous situations. They're useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. They Except served a purpose. Not anymore. Purpose. That meant that they were valuable. Now mm-hmm. we have to recognize that they have a danger. Mm-hmm. We don't want to destroy the button, but we want to make, make it work better in the sense of not having so many positives. Mm-hmm. Because our fear has kept us alive. Yeah, if you didn't have we'd fear. completely fearless, we'd be walking off of mountains. And, <laughs> and, and, you'd be walking out into the middle of roads. You'd be... Right. So our fear has some wisdom to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to refine that wisdom so that it's actual wisdom that uh, that works with the fear rather than the old panic buttons. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so now it's your turn to start locating these, to start recognizing the buttons themselves rather than once the button is picked, you have to, you start now to hear those Auga horns. Now you need to recognize what's the tripwire. What What's was it that got that stuff started? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I, th- I I think for me it is an accumulation of thinking about past anxiety episodes and thinking about the possibility of being anxious later, which when I say out loud sounds so stupid. <laughs> it really sounds so stupid, but... It's a way of thinking that I've had for the past three or so years. So I understand mm-hmm. it's not the sort of thing that I'm just going to kick in a few weeks. It's going to take work, but... Mm-hmm. And it can be happy work because this is a toy we're playing with. Yes, yes, This yes. is This is like, in a way, you can see it like this. You know the jack-in-the-box? Yeah. And it's got the little crank. And while you do the... Okay, guess what? You know when it's going to pop. Yeah. Start watching for it and listening to the music while you're handing the while you're grinding the thing so that when it does pop, you're not surprised. You're not surprised, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you you're learning this mechanism. You're getting a hold of this button or this tripwire. And yes. you begin to see how it operates. And therefore you can become um immune to its effects. Mm, you can mm. see it coming, literally. You can see yeah. it coming. Just like somebody shooting an arrow at you or throwing a spear, because spears are pretty slow. If you can <sighs> see a spear coming at you, you got plenty of time to stand out of the way. The pretty only slow, pretty big, <laughs> pretty obvious that one's flying towards you. <laughs> it's pretty obvious that they're coming towards you. And the, and the power that it has is in its weight, not in its speed. Mm. Okay. Unfortunately, thoughts are different than that. Their power is not in their weight, it's in their speed. (laughs) (laughs) And so this is why Sati, we need to be fast enough for it, is to stand out of the way of these spearful thoughts. Yeah. If we could stand out of the way of a spear. Yes, yes. 
In fact, I figured that out when I was a kid. Mm. Okay. Uh, and when I, what it was is, is that it was, um, you know, one of these old movies about other deeper, older civilizations. And uh, uh, the, the high priest was standing on the high ground and the, the little guys were standing um, out in the audience area, uh, great below. And um, the, uh, the priest grabs the spear from the guard hoist it up and throws it and this idiot is standing there and letting the spirit hit him in this movie and i was saying stooge get out of the way <laughs> you have several things that warn you there he took the spear from the guard he lifted his arm up to throw it and then he threw it threw you it. three moments three mm-hmm. very obvious moments that you can see happening and you just choose to stand there and just let it hit you. That's that, that, that's a good way to think about what a lot of people do in terms of, you know, like unhelpful thoughts in the mind. They stand there and they just let, let themselves, themselves yeah. by their, yeah. by that sword or yeah. that, that spear instead of recognizing, hey, man, I can stand out of the way of this. I do not have to punish myself mm. because I've seen myself do something wrong. I can mm. say, okay, there it is. Never mind. But normally it's like, ah, who's going to find out? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you play victim as well. Precisely. Once we get hit, we're a victim. We're a victim mm. of that story. No, we're not a victim of that uh, uh, spear that hit us. We're a victim of our stupidity of not getting out of the way of the spear. But that's yeah. hard to see. Yeah. That part is more difficult to see. We would rather be a victim. In fact, we get great pleasure out of being the victim who got hit by that uh, because otherwise we would have to take responsibility for the fact that we got hit. And so uh, here I am with that uh, a spear sticking out of me or into me or whatever like that. And at least I can have the pleasure of saying, he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, he did it. <laughs> You don't take fault for it. You don't own up. You don't take responsibility when. Mm-hmm. I suppose a lot of people manufacture their own spears to be thrown at themselves. And then even though they've manufactured the spear to be thrown at themselves and they've let themselves get hit, they still play victim and find something else to blame it on. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The spears that they've learned to make for themselves have directions. Mm. They've got blueprints. Mm-hmm. These spears look just like the spears that mom and dad threw at him when he was a kid. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. They have yeah. very clear origins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we know what these spears look like. Mm. We've, been, we've been throwing those same spears at ourselves all of this time. That's a very good way to think about it. Mm-hmm. I know what my spears look like. Yeah. It's a very, very good way of wording things. Very good way. Mm. Mm. So, back in the 1970s, we called it buttons. So, we've made some quite advanced in the past <laughs> years. We've turned them from buttons into spears. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're going backwards in technology. <laughs> 
I, I, I think I prefer the spear analogy. It makes it seem a lot better because you can see the spear coming. You know, if you press a button, it's it's very instant. But I mean, mm. you I mean, you said the mind is much quicker than somebody throwing a spear, though. So, so we have to get used to looking at things very quickly. Yeah. That in fact, it's generally a barrage. It's not just one thought or one spear. It's a, right one thought after another after another yeah. after another. Yeah. So be alert to that. Be on guard for that. Knowing that you uh, at certain times of the day or in certain situations that is going to be a tense situation and right now you haven't gotten to the point of being able to get away from that in fact even if you became a monk and were staying in the back of the wat mm-hmm. and by the way at wat so and milk they do have power they just cut it off at nine or ten in the evening oh okay because they've always cut it off when they had a generator back in the 1980s they were the only generator in town but at least they had one uh for the evening time so that people could find their way back to the watt or back to their cooties in the dark mm-hmm. and after that they turn it out so even nowadays they turn the power out i think that's so good... here you are if you've got any phobias that have to do with night <laughs> that's a place to get over them <laughs> or get out of there <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in in any case, that's also a way of looking at it in the sense that now that you know what you're looking for, you can actually put yourself into those situations to check it out. Yeah. Am I really afraid? Mm. Okay. Mm. Like the issue of the snakes. Mm-hmm. Got to keep checking that out. Well, here I am on literally co Panang is it actually means the island of forest snakes. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so this is a good place to check out that phobia. And when we find one, the whole family comes with great joy. Oh, kitty, look at this one. That's a very good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's not. so she's not afraid of snakes at all. We have plenty of snakes, and nobody here is being afraid of them at all. We learn to be afraid of snakes by people who are afraid of snakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whatever it is that you are afraid of, whatever triggers it, trigger that off, that's what needs to be looked at so that we can figure out what it is that we do that make ourselves afraid when we begin to like I said in the beginning, sometimes we feel like a nut, sometimes we don't. What is it that helps us make that transition? Mm. What buttons are pushed? What what spheres do we get hit by? What is it that makes these transitions? And so we can begin to get a broader perspective of how the fact that we get ourselves into bad states. Mm-hmm. Investigation. Mm-hmm. All about investigation. So now you've got something new. A new way of investigating. What what are those triggers? What what are the the things? One of the ways that we can talk about it is um, the idea of a, a don't do list. Mm-hmm. And the example that we have is is that the old man has been going to the temple for many many years. He's a deacon or whatever the equivalent of that is. Mm-hmm. and that uh, he's well-known and well-loved, and he spends a lot of time during the day at the Watt, and then a new monk comes, and he gets into an argument with this new monk. <gasps> what does this old guy do, this old Amadou? 
he goes home and he puts the what completely, including this new monk, out of his mind. He does mm. not think about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. He just literally forgets all about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. And then next next Wednesday or whatever Buddha day, he goes back to the Wat, and he assumes that the monk has also forgotten all about it. Mm-hmm. And here they are, good to go again. The one who remembers the past is the one who is instigating the argument for the present moment. So it's always better just to forget about it and assume that they have also. Mm-hmm. And everybody's just let that one go. Uh, the term for it in the uh, in the Pali Canon, especially in the Vinaya, is covering over with leaves. Okay, so somebody, yeah, so somebody took a dump in the yard. The easy way to take care of it is just cover it over with leaves, and that's all we need to do. (laughs) (laughs) So covering it over with leaves and just leave it, don't forget about it. That's literally the whole thing to do is just to forget about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But we need to then put that on the list in the sense of this old uh, deacon of the temple has actually put it on his list to actively forget about it. Mm-hmm. So any kind of thoughts that come up about the temple, mm-hmm. he's going to say, not now. Out you go. That you're dangerous. Having thoughts of the temple is dangerous. If he has a thought about the temple, he might have a thought about that monk. And if he has a thought about that monk, now he might have thoughts about weapons. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and and so the whole idea is let's stay away from the dangers. Let's figure out that we can forget all about that stuff. But the monk also recognizes the thought pattern, and he sees what emotions or feelings it will lead to. Mm-hmm. He knows that if he thinks about the temple, he'll think about the monk, and then he'll think about getting violent, and then he'll be angry, and he doesn't want to be angry. So he recognizes where the cascading thoughts will lead to and so he stops it right at the source mm-hmm. that's a good way so, to look at it i feel like at, at, at the moment i don't know that there, there, there are further steps back that i can take for sure like i said it's only been a few weeks you know maybe mm-hmm. i'm being a bit too self-critical of myself and my All skills right. Put that on your not-to-do list. Yeah, so, forget about it. Just forget about it. You're okay already. Yeah. Stop criticizing yourself. You're okay already. Mm-hmm. There was um, one example of that was when uh, I had a friend who was here in Thailand and uh, doing the meditations from England. And so one of the uh, talks that we had was about no thoughts of England, the whole nation, any thoughts while you're in Thailand, no thoughts of England. Okay. No thoughts, no one, no place to go, no travel arrangements, no thoughts Mm -hmm. about going home, nothing. When you're here in Thailand, stay here in Thailand. That sounds difficult. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, not if we're on guard Not if we are mm. enthusiastic about I'm going to catch that stuff Turn it into a game Turn it into a game, precisely 
turn it into a game, turn it into something. So something that when comical, somebody something makes a mistake, everybody howls with laughter. And it's yeah. not about keeping score, it's about being properly entertained in a yeah. loving, happily environment. So stop looking at things as if they were work to do or keeping score when we do something wrong, but much more if it's a game that we're playing. Yeah. Every time I mess up, ha ha, I caught you that time. <laughs> that game, that enthusiasm, that comical way of looking things is definitely very helpful. Mm-hmm. Like when I catch myself going to somewhere thinking something unwholesome I'll, I'll have like a different mental image of me disposing of the thought sending it to oblivion like me roundhouse kicking something off a cliff i'm just like mm-hmm. bye it's a very entertaining and for me it works a very entertaining and comical way of me disposing of whatever unwholesomeness there is yes play a game like that something into the sky or something like that or it just click my fingers and it just goes and yeah so this is something now to to be uh on guard for kind of all day long is start to look at these swings these mood swings that we have Mm-hmm. And figuring out what is it that triggers them. Mm-hmm. And you've already identified one of them. There's probably a half a dozen or more that you can identify, but we've got one of them. And it is when it gets nighttime, yeah. that thing. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, this was many years ago, I was in the U.S. as a monk, and and Mm -hmm. we got into a conversation like that, and I I admitted that only my mommy knows where my buttons are. (laughs) You don't know where my buttons are, so you you cannot tick me off. Only my mommy knows where my buttons are. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Yeah. You can't. As it turns out, that's not even true anymore. <laughs> Mommy cannot touch me. That button was pretty well disposed of. So that's that the way that good. we think about it. Right. Through practice, out it goes. Mm, through practice, yeah. Yeah. I do need to remind myself that it is early days. You know. And... Yeah, and you've got tons and tons of years left to enjoy the hell out of every moment. Yes. Starting now. <laughs> <laughs> Starting now and the next moment. And the next and the moment next... and the next <laughs> moment. <laughs> Until one of those spears get thrown at us that we don't see it coming. And then, <laughs> oh, he got me. <laughs> <laughs> So the thing to do then is out you go, never mind, start again. Mm-hmm. We're good mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. Having that enthusiasm and that comicalness definitely helps. Makes everything seem a hell of a lot less serious. When you take things too seriously, then it becomes I have heard it becomes that. a drag, it becomes a bore, it becomes a chore. It's not something that you should view as a chore. It's something that you should view as good and fun and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
many examples of that that we have. One of them is uh, in the book Tom Sawyer, written by uh, Clemens. Yes. Uh, also known as uh, uh, Mark Twain. And in this book, uh, Tom Sawyer's aunt wants him to paint the fence. Mm. So he goes out and paints while he's painting the fence. Huckleberry Finn walks by. And Tom Sawyer begins to have a ball painting the fence. Mm. He really enjoys painting the fence. And they get into conversation to the point that then Huckleberry Finn is asking, can he paint too? <laughs> and Tom is saying, no, you got to know what you're doing here. This is for the big guys. <laughs> oh, please let me paint. Okay, here's the bus. And now Tom gets to go sit under a tree while Huckleberry Finn does the painting. <laughs> and Huckleberry Finn loves it because that's the attitude that it was presented to him. Mm. So it's not about painting the fence at all. It's about how do we spend our moments? Are we going to paint our fences with great joy? Or are we going to paint our fences with drudgery? I'd like to paint my fences with joy. Right. All you have to do is to remember that every yes. time the paint can comes out. Mm. Mm. Yeah. In a metaphorical way, you can say that the paint can, that's the trigger or that's the, um, uh, uh, the button. Mm. So whatever your paint cans are, note them well. Yes, the buttons are that's going to push you into feeling bad. Start mm. to notice those. Yeah, so be on guard for them. Mm. 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 Make note of the buttons. See the buttons. One of those buttons, by the way, is emails. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's a kind of a funny one. Mm. But even emails, that's a button. Some emails, easy, you just delete it. You don't even care uh, to read it, or mm. you don't even care to read the title because you know who it's from, and out it goes. <laughs> Others, you read the title. Others, now we feel so much about whether one way or the other. Now we've got to respond to it. Right? You've got to respond to it right away as well. You've got mm -hmm. to do it now. Well, that's what we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. This is important. Guess what? It's not important. Probably not. It can wait 10 minutes. If yeah. this email has freaked me out to the point that I'm feeling bad, why should I answer it when I'm feeling bad? Let me go do something happy and get myself happy. And now I'll come back and rip through that email happily. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's another one to look for is emails. Mm. How am I going to handle? Can I handle all of the emails joyfully? Mm. Yeah, answering an email is an autopilot sort of thing. You get yourself worked up into certain emotions, and then as you reply, you put those emotions into the reply. It's, it's autopilot. Whatever you're feeling, you just... You don't give it any thought. That's why we do so many mindful, mindless things. Mm. Is because we're not paying attention. This is the time to wakey wakey. This is the dangerous point. Email. So 
We've got several of them identified. It gets night. We get tired. Mm-hmm. It gets dark. We get afraid. That's mm-hmm. the time to wake up. Yeah. Another one is emails coming. <laughs> yeah. Incoming emails. For me and others, driving or transportation. Mm-hmm. That some people, they really love to ride the bus. Other people are freaked out about riding the bus. Why is mm-hmm. that? Because we got into used to freaking out about riding buses. And so every time you get on a bus, we freak out. That's what we're supposed to do. It's a bus already. Don't you know you're supposed to freak out when you're on buses? <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad airplanes. That's another one where people will freak out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Airplanes. Airplanes for me as well. Another one would just be airports themselves. If there is ever a place of human massive freakout, it is the airport. airport. Is the place. Mm. People are absolutely freaked out. The whole crowd of them. Why? Because they're going someplace they don't know. Very few uh, seasoned passengers. Most passengers are infrequent flyers. Mm. And so they don't like what's happening at airports. They don't like the fact that they're not the only one in the airport. I mean, they built that airport for me. I'm the star here. (laughs) Why do I have to deal with all of these other people? And TSA... Who are you? <laughs> and so everybody's just all freaked out. So that's another one. Transportation, especially airports, mm-hmm. going to business. Many people freak out about taking tests. Others freak out about going to interviews. Everybody has a whole group of things that we freak out on. And it's really good to become aware of those things so that we can see them like the spear. And see it in advance and step out of the way so that I don't have to feel bad at all. I can take an I can take an interview just like we're sitting here. Mm. Why should I have to be uptight and freaked out because I'm in an interview? Oh, mm. because the interview is important. If you don't make a good impression, yeah, but if you are freaked out, what kind of impression are you making? <laughs> you're going to be really tense. You're going to appear kind of robotic. You know, you're not going to make a good impression for your interview if you... If you're acting like that. Precisely. And so this is why we need all of these various occasions to really figure out where are my buttons. Mm. So that we can plan in advance to unhinge those things or disconnect that button or whatever metaphors that we want so that um, we're not affected by those things. That we can we can dodge some, and we do so as part of the game that we're playing. Because mm. this is all joyful. Yes, games are meant to be fun. Games are meant to be happy and joyful experience. Entertaining, but and entertaining. Yeah, yeah. So if you, they don't let kids do that anymore in school. They want them to sit there and learn their ABCs instead. <sighs> but no, if you make. If you make the the process of working with the mind a fun, entertaining experience, then you're more likely to succeed at it. Too many things have been too boring and stuff and not not joyful. You know, people don't want to try their best at that sort of stuff. You make the experience fun and entertaining, then you're more likely to try harder because it's fun because you want to have more fun. So you're going to see Mm -hmm. more success. 
Well, you've already now started with that success. You know that it's fun. And then you say, but I run into these brick walls. Yeah. And now we're beginning to look at how can we avoid that so that we can have fun throughout the evening. Yeah. Or have fun riding the bus or have fun walking through the airport (laughs) or having fun standing in TSA's line so that they can take my shoes away. (laughs) That they can touch you up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody does any of that stuff joyfully. They all hate it. And they hate each other for hating it, too. (laughs) You see somebody from TSA and you're like, you see them and you just instantly associate them with what's to come and so you immediately have a disdain for them Mm -hmm. and they see that they see you coming and how are they going to deal with you they're going to rough you up just like you're roughing you up and roughing them up inside your mind only they're going to do it with their wand (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so this is how we we actually do create our own reality. Mm. Yeah. And everyone around us is a willing player to make sure that our reality is as real as we want it to appear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you think TSA agents are bad news, you can prove it to yourself. <laughs> they will be. <laughs> yes. Almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Precisely. This is the self-fulfilling prophecy is we get ourselves into a mood, like we said once before about the dogs. Mm. The, the, the person who is afraid of dogs is the one who is going to invite the dogs to bark at him. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. You invite, for, for, for my case, you know, it becomes nighttime i suppose and then i invite the the unhelpful the unpleasant the unwholesome thoughts about feelings precisely it becomes nighttime and i immediately invite them in i'm just like it's nighttime guess it's time to start having those thoughts mm-hmm. but so be on guard be on guard and don't invite them in close yeah. the door Close the door, exactly. exactly. Close the door. You can't come in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun in here. <laughs> this is the party you. we're having, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, this is the way to practice that so mm. that we can begin to see these mood swings that we go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To recognize that, yeah, we can do really well for a while and then something will kick it off something that is an old trigger for us that we don't even know about it but every time that situation occurs we go wham right into bad feelings yeah 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 yeah. that can happen in fact with uh oh (sighs) trying to set up a situation where the girlfriend Mm -hmm. now has competition But the competition always wears the same outfit, says that she's working as a uniformed somebody. She works for a particular airline. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now that she's been identified with both the airline and identified with the competition for boyfriend, 
that means that now this girl has in her mind every time she sees anybody that works for that airline, they're somehow lower class. She's got an issue with them. Mm-hmm. It's by association, guilt by, by association. association. Mm-hmm. That we associate things like that. The mind, unfortunately, works that way. That's how we try to under, make understanding, and we make a lot of false connections. <laughs> so many. A lot of false connections. So become aware then that we some these connections that we're making, because many of them might be false. Mm-hmm. Everything is worthy of a new investigation. Yeah. Anything that we assumed may not be true anymore. Time to investigate again. But if it investigates over and over and over again, and we keep seeing the same things happening over and over again, we can take confidence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. But we don't stop investigating it. We keep investigating it. How's my joy? Good enough. How's my joy? Good enough. How's my joy? <laughs> it's good enough. It's good enough. Okay, it's good. All right. I got you. By the way, how's your joy? <laughs> Joy's pretty good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to keep checking. Yeah. Yeah. See the triggers. Identify the buttons. Mm-hmm. Check in on your joy. Investigate. Have fun doing so. Right, that's what we've done today. Undoing so, mm. you know, and I'll keep applying Anapanasati. It is a skill, a skill that oh. must be, you know, built upon. And I don't view it as a chore. I don't. I enjoy the process. Marvelous to be alive, having a ball. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes. Mm. So. Go have a ball. I will indeed. Thank you very much for today. This has been delightful. I really enjoyed our conversation. As did I. As did I. It was very good. The analogies that you used were very good ways of looking at it. I found it very, very helpful. And I'm going to go off, investigate, and have fun doing so. That's the important bit. Thank you very much for today, Darmarato. I enjoyed today very much, and I will speak to you again soon. See you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.